Hello, everyone, and welcome to the HODLcast. Uh, just wanted to take a little time today to go through the amendment to the Florida laws, which impacts the uh, Bitcoin ATM operators. So on May 12th, the Fl Florida Governor DeSantis signed in House Bill 273, which was a big win for businesses dealing with virtual currencies. The bill goes into effect starting January 1st, 2023, and it updates uh, Chapter 560 of the Florida Statutes, and it clarifies which businesses need a license from the Florida Office of Financial Regulation uh, as a money service business. It also updates a few key terms within the state's MSB laws, um, and it eases, eases the, part, the burden on two-party transactions, so it creates an actual distinction between whether you're doing a three-party transaction or two-party transaction with Bitcoin. And the difference of that is like, for example, a Bitcoin ATM operator is a two-party transaction. The, the operator sells the customer Bitcoin from their own wallet, whereas uh, you know, a third-party transaction would be something like you, like how Western Union operates. You go and you give your funds to Western Union, and then they turn around and send that to, you know, your utility bill provider. So that's a third-party transaction, and that's typically what requires uh, the license in most states. From a crypto perspective, it, it, it turns on the custody as well. So you've given your custody over to that other company versus a two-party transaction where the sale happens immediately and no one has the ability to steal your funds. Um, that's kind of what, what it, most licenses around this money service business side turn on is whether that company that, that the user is dealing with, whether they have an opportunity for, um, for conversion. And if not, then usually a license isn't required. But in Florida, uh, because of a, a holding in the Espinoza case, a license did become required for, for even two-party uh, transactions. So the definitions that were changed in this, at the beginning of the chapter, it sets the scope for the activities prohibited by the state um, that are subject to the restrictions. So they added the term virtual currency and defined it as a medium of exchange in electronic or digital format that is not currency. So this broad definition includes two exceptions, one for digital tokens issued by game publishers um, for use within the game's ecosystem, and two for reward points awarded to customers that are solely used for the payment to the issuer or other designated merchants and not redeemed for currency. Bitcoin's one example of a virtual currency under this definition, but uh, credits for in-game stores or credit card reward points are not included. Um, the only other Florida statute that's ever touched on virtual currency was the Florida Money Laundering Act, and that was changed in 2017 on the heels of the 2016 Espinoza case where they added virtual currency to the definition of uh, money laundering as being a medium of exchange in electronic or digital format that is not a coin or currency of the U.S. Um, states or any other country. Even though both these general definitions are fairly vague, um, recognition of the virtual assets as medium of exchange that are not currency by the Florida legislator shows the state lawmakers understand the need for clarity in the crypto space and they have a willingness to 
to do so. And, you know, that makes the aim anyway is to make Florida a more crypto friendly state. The MSB amendment also modifies the definition of money transmitter, payment instrument, electronic instrument, monetary value, and stored value to account for the inclusion of virtual currencies. The most notable of these changes is how a money transmitter now specifically excludes those who act as a principal in a virtual currency transaction, instead including only those with the unilateral ability to execute or prevent a transaction as money transmitters. Um, so once the law goes into effect on January 1st, 2023, a customer's custody of crypto coins will determine whether, uh, or a company's custody will determine whether the the company is going to be a money transmitter. So as long as the customer is in control of their private keys, uh, there, there's not going to be a license requirement. So the word they use is like it's unilaterally able to execute or prevent transactions between users of their services. So for ATM operators, which uh, is a lot of my clients in, in Florida, um, they, they're going to be glad for this law to take effect. Um, the change is important here because, well, it's been a bit of a bit of a challenge in Florida because for a long time, you know, up until 2020, 2021, actually, the the general rule was was that a two party transaction did not require um, a license. But then, with this Espinoza case in 2019, there was an appeal with the Florida Third District Court of Appeal, and they found that Espinoza not only engaged in money transmission, but he also acted as an unregistered money transmitter and a payment instrument seller. Um, they found that Bitcoin was considered a payment instrument with monetary value. So he needed a money transmitter to sell the Bitcoin for cash. Now, this is an example of why we need really good lawyers in the courtrooms for the coming, I'd say, decade as, as the courts are trying to figure out this Bitcoin-related or crypto-related regulations. But, um, you know, this this is an example, I think, of, of the court getting it wrong um, or not understanding the technology properly because Bitcoin should not be considered a payment instrument. Um or monetary value because monetary value money has to be, you know, state issued money. So anyway, uh, it, it came out, all, all Espinosa did for, was sell around $1,500 worth of Bitcoin to an undercover agent. And that agent told Espinosa that he was going to use the money for stolen credit cards on the dark web. So Espinosa, knowing that still sold him the Bitcoin um, and that's that, you know, that was, I believe in 2014 and here it is 2019, you know, he's still, still dealing with this in court. It's getting brought up, you know, again. And so the Florida office of financial regulation, they had already issued a letter to CoinFlip, uh, another Bitcoin ATM company in 2018 is published on their website stating that a uh, Bitcoin ATM operators transaction did not require money transmitter license. But then 2019 comes, this Espinoza case holds differently. The Florida Office of Financial Regulation kind of tried tried to hold off on publishing anything for two years. They, they waited to see if there could be a change in the legislation. And in 2021, 
the Florida Business Blockchain Business Association uh, had put forward some new language and it just got stalled at the Senate and it didn't get signed into law. So then when that happened, the Florida office had to take some some action and published guidance stating that they had to follow the court and held with Espinoza and required everyone to obtain a license um, to engage in in the sale of Bitcoin in this state as a business. So now, you know, luckily the, the the Florida Blockchain Business Association actually did get the new, they really put a lot of work into lobbying for this new law to come into effect. It made, you know, perfect sense for, for Florida to do this given, you know, what's going on in Miami becoming Bitcoin city, you know, issuing its own coin and just Florida in general being a state that I think prides itself on on being pretty friendly to to all businesses. It was bizarre for Florida to be now one of these outlier states like Alaska, New York, or Hawaii that, you know, uh, is is completely unfriendly to a crypto company. So uh, in the interim, though, from 2021 until January of 2023, companies that want to start operating a Bitcoin ATM in Florida, they have to show that they have a minimum net worth of 100000 and publish or produce audited financial statements along with quite a lot of other requirements, a surety bond and application fees and um, personal net worth statements. It's, it's, it's a very involved process to get this money transmitter license. Um, so, so coming up in 2023, that won't be required, but in the interim, you know, what, what our business is supposed to do, there's seven months or six and a half months until the, the law is no longer in place, but they're told right now, you know, you got to, you got to get this license to operate, but really a new company is going to take them at least three months to get ready to apply. And then the Florida office has 90 days to review and approve. So, you know, then we're, we're right at the time that the license is not required. So it's a bit of a catch 22 for now, but, uh, <laughs> but in 2023, it'll be back to the 2020 rules. Um, so Looking forward to that, and uh, and if you know if if you know anyone that's a Bitcoin ATM operator in uh, in Florida, you know, let them know. Uh, I'm happy to work with them and and communicate with the Office of Financial Regulation and see if we can get any exemption for the for the interim time period. I'm not sure that that we can, but uh, it doesn't. You never get anything unless you ask. So, yeah. Um, and uh, any questions, please let me know in the comments. Thank you.